I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right, Bo Stevens. Woo, I got that feeling about this weekend. I feel an absolute monster coming. As a matter of fact, I've got a huge sports boner as we speak but don't worry don't worry my friend i promise if it doesn't go down i will certainly call a doctor or your sister and make it go away now whether you are here for the funny it's a quest for fun i'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun we're all gonna have so much fucking fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas called The Degenerate with world-famous R.J. Choppy. Murray and against Zana. Left side. Swings this one. Holloway for three. And I said fire! To the rain, watch it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got all five TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a Union Bear Blonde Ale. It's from Mm. Union Bear Brewing Company and right here in Plano, Texas. Whoa. Uh, This is not a great beer. Two out of five stars. Whoops. But it did get me thinking about how me and Longhorn first met and 
anybody who has seen us on the aforementioned Degenerate on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas knows that I am blonde and I'm fairly good looking. But what you mm. didn't know <laughs> is in a previous life, Longhorn was a member of the gay community. Okay. And inside that community, there are things called bears, which are burly bearded men that enjoy good looking blonde guys like myself. And once upon a time, Longhorn thought that he could uh, get the old backdoor cover if you catch my drift on me. But unfortunately, and unbeknownst to him, the back end of my defense had the highest DVOAs he's ever seen, and uh, it proved to be unpenetrable. So he Bad had handicap. to do a lot of Bad punting handicap. over the years. But eventually, like the great handicapper that he is, he changed up his strategy and he started going for the uh, old front door cover, if you know what I mean. Yeah, nobody knows what you mean. I certainly hope you're done. And did you just not hear me two minutes ago say that I was going to call your sister? Okay, don't make me prove to you. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me prove my sexuality, you ass. Oh, boys and girls, we're going to get into the podcast. We're going to give you some free picks. We're going to over the good, the bad, and the hard. Oh, you fucking kidding me? And we're going to go over every, and I mean every, goddamn NFL win coming in the air tonight. But right now, it's time to get you paid with that college free pick of the week. And this week, that pick is going to be that Marshall Thundering her, the degenerate special, minus 23.5 versus Middle Tennessee. First of all, in our power rankings, Marshall is a top 40 team. Middle Tennessee is not even in the top 120. Marshall has dominated their opponents, out gaining them by over 1,100 yards and outscoring them by over 150 points. They have a very balanced mm. attack, and Middle Tennessee is what but what Marshall does the best the Longhorn is run the ball they outscore or outrun their opponents by over 800 yards and Middleton C has the 114th YPA rushing defense in the country my god this is a total mismatch it's going to be Marshall minus 23 and a half in a fucking route baby yeah don't forget about Randy Moss out there wide for him too He's always good, and Chad Pennington can sling that ball, baby. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we got we got you paid. Now, we have to get paid, and to do that, it's this week's sponsor, and this week's sponsor is Bet Any BetAnySports.eu. I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports, as the name suggests, if you want to guess the over or under how many young or young unsuspecting blondes that Longhorn can seduce from now until Sunday... They got that too, baby. They got <laughs> poker. They got reduced juice, minus 105. They got same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betindysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole. You get a 35% sign-up bonus today. What does that mean? It means you deposit $1,000. You get back $1,350. You take their free money with our picks. You're winning money on top of money on top of fucking money, baby. It's betindysports.eu. Code word glory hole. One more time. I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu. Code word glory hole. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just Fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? 
Alright boys and girls, as always, start with the good, and the good last week was our free pick on Kansas State on the Degenerate. We had them, plus the, I think, 13 and a half. Very good game. They almost pulled it out. Good pick on K-State, baby. They are <laughs> tough to beat against the spread. They are, I think, 7-2 now, or 6-2 now on the year. Yeah, let's get, let's get this over with. Alright, moving on to the bad. It was us in the NFL. Worst week of the season, Longhorn. Absolutely fucking terrible. Every coin flip came up fucking the wrong way for us. And, uh, yeah, buddy, that was a big old kick in the fucking balls. Yeah, and it's a good thing we record this podcast on Thursday or Friday and not Monday or Tuesday because I was reading Don't Kill Myself books earlier (laughs) this week. And now I'm just, now I'm just I'm I might have to order a book on you know what do you do if you got a sports boner for two days because I'm so ready for this weekend I cannot wait. You goddamn right. We always move on, and we're gonna move on right now to the are you fucking kidding And this week, that award <laughs> goes to the East Carolina two lane game where we had the over of sixty and a half. The total ended at fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Longhorn in the fourth quarter of this game. There was a missed two-point conversion that would have put the total over. There was a missed field goal that would have put the total over. And then, on top of that, at the end of the game, East Carolina had three shots at the end zone from within the 10, including a fourth and goal at the three. They were down by two touchdowns. Now, normally, the other team kind of pretty much just lets you have that touchdown because it was like, you know, four seconds left. Game's over. No, no, fucking, you know, Tulane just had to stand up and play lights out fucking defense from first and goal from the nine. And uh, two-point conversion, no. Field goal, no. Fourth and goal, no. That's yeah. at least the, at least the third fucking game that we've missed a total from within the five, and I'm not exaggerating, this year. What the fuck?! Yeah, Tulane Green Wave, my ass. All they did was stop the green money wave for us, fucking assholes. God damn it. All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! And Longhorn, we're going to start this week up in Pittsburgh where those Steelers are now laying a consensus seven and a half points to those Cincinnati Bungles, baby. Well, uh, apparently old Big Ben has been up to his old bathroom shenanigans again because the team is ravaged with the woo flu. They're they're all ravaged with the woo flu. And, I mean, what's the update on that? I mean, are are they letting all these guys play or... They all, they yeah, all they don't cleared. give a fuck. They're all going to play. Uh, it, it's all yeah, the NFL. The NFL is doing it the right way. Just get out there and fucking play. So, um, it, it, good thing because I rolled my handicap based on the line you just said. So I can only lean uh, to the backdoor boroughs here. Pittsburgh has shown that they can be 
they can be had in the passing game. And even though by the numbers their pass defense is really good, I believe they didn't write it down, but I think they were I think they were number four passing uh, DVOA defense. But when you watch the games week after week, they get beat in the secondary, you know, quite often. And all Burrow does is get covers and getting a touchdown against a team that will leave the back door open seems juicy to me. I will say this interesting little scheduling quirk here for Pittsburgh. Um, they play, they played and beat Baltimore in week seven. They play them again in week 11 and the three teams that they play in between them are Dallas garbage last week, Cincy this week, garbage and Jacksonville next week, garbage. So, you know, between the the two Baltimore games is three, you know, terrible teams. So we'll see if they can get up for all of them. Obviously they did not get up for Dallas at all last week. And we saw Dallas get the easy cover, um, you know, I, I I will hesitantly lean to Cincinnati here. Both Cephas, what do you got? Yeah, I think that's a great handicap there. Um, I, I don't really have a lean either way. The numbers are split on this one. But to your point, we kind of talk about, you know, teams looking ahead or whatever. And I think people get the wrong idea about that in the NFL. Like in college, I think they truly look ahead. Right when you're, you know, 20 point favorites, you know, 25, 40 point favorite, whatever you can be in college. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, they're all still NFL players, so it's not like they don't practice hard or whatever. I think what happens is, or I know what happens is, teams don't go to show all of their playbook on teams that they know they should just be able to walk out there and beat if they just play a solid game, fundamentally don't turn the ball over. And don't beat themselves, kind of like Pittsburgh, you know, thought about Dallas last week. So I think it's more like it, it's such a good handicap by you because their only competition, literally their only competition in the entire conference is Baltimore and KC, if we're being real. If yeah, we're being real, sure. that's all they have. So why would they put things on film for Baltimore or KC to see against teams that they should easily beat? Because NFL teams, and here's the thing, and the biggest rub about this kind of thing is, like, NFL teams don't give a fuck about margin. College teams do. Like, if you don't think that college teams know the spreads, the coaches don't know the spreads, they absolutely fucking do because they have to because their status at the end of the day gets voted on by humans. And whether or not you're good enough to be one of the four teams in the playoffs or whatever. In the NFL, it doesn't fucking matter. Just like fucking, you know, Al Davis always said, just win, baby. Just That's fucking weird. win. It doesn't matter. One by 100 doesn't fucking matter. There's no reason for margin. They don't give a fuck about margin. They have no. They do not care about the spread. Nope. So that's why NFL teams, when you say looking ahead, it doesn't mean that they're not trying hard. It just means they're not putting their A game out there because they do not want to put things on film that they don't fucking have to do, which is why you see teams like Pittsburgh scuffle around with Dallas, but at the end of the day, pull it out because at the end of the day, they're like, all right, we're going to have to open this playbook up a little bit. Let's pull some of our better plays out so we can fucking go win this game. And that's kind of what you see, and that's why it's so deceiving to fans when you think about looking ahead. So I think it's a great handicap. I don't have a lean personally, but I, I, I don't think that Pittsburgh is going to put their best shit out there, especially for Cincinnati, especially when they're at home for sure. Yep, love it. All right, moving on. Your Detroit Lions are <laughs> where they're on the board. They are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite versus the Washington Football people. The Washington football people. Okay. 
This is obviously the Hello Corner TV game. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch this game, Bo Sivas. Who gives a shit? Let's make this one really quick. By my power rankings, line should be at four and a half. Uh, what did you say it was at? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, so you're getting a little value. Uh, when I when I wrote it, it was it was four and a half, so there was no value. But on a force lean, give me the team who is only one game back, amazingly, in their shitty division, and whose broken leg quarterback showed some flashes of his former self late in that game last week. Um, you know, he used to be a pretty solid, steady quarterback, and um, you know he he started going off a little bit in in that game last week, so. Um, you know, don't love it, but I do lean to the skins of red with the points. Yeah, so how dare you say hello to our uh, corner TV game. <laughs> if you people didn't know, Alex Smith, just by getting on the field, is going to win the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Oh, yeah, so, it's over. this is going to be a heavily watched game by the media because they're, they're waiting to ejaculate and come all over this guy Gross. as soon as he wins a game. And I think this might be the one. I won't call the mm. sounder, but I do love the uh, Washington football people to cover this number here. And Detroit, I mean, the thing about Detroit is their defense is just getting worse. They're just getting worse. And, and their rocket scientist head coach is supposed to be a defensive specialist, <laughs> and there ain't nothing special about them. So I'll say that. Poor Lions. All right, moving on to another one of Longhorn's favorite teams, his Cleveland Browns, and they're hosting those Houston. Houston said with an H because it's mm. Houston, and they're three-point favorites. Hmm. Thought it was a Y. So yeah, here here we have our <laughs> weekly. Here we have our weekly Longhorn disagrees with the computers pick. We're going to start getting these more and more uh, through the rest of the year. Now that the computers have soundly taken over and usually do us very well, and they will in the long run. This will be uh, one of two Longhorn disagrees with computers. And by the way, before I even start this, do not recommend this at home. Do not disagree with computers. <laughs> you know, fo follow the computers so they will they will lead you to the promised land. But you know, I'm not a computer, so I, I do my own thing. This is a smash spot for Cleveland to me. They have the coaching advantage. They're coming off the bye, and that matters when you have a good coach. So coming off a bye with the better coach. The 10th rated offensive rush team going against the 27th ranked DVOA rush defense, and they're getting Chubb back, uh, you know, more than likely getting Chubb back this week to add to that rushing attack for Cleveland. Um, I did I did go through the numbers, and I do see why the computers like Houston because, you know, by the numbers, Houston is the play, uh, specifically if you can get that three and a half with the hook. Um, but like I said, I'm not a robot. And I see this game being dominated in the trenches by Cleveland and then dominating the time possession. Uh, Houston is not a team that can that can force turnovers, which is which is the uh, key to beating Baker, get pressure and force a turnover. They're not the team that can do that. I am going to disagree with the computers and lean Cleveland. Bo Sebas, what do you got? Yeah, uh, obviously the money agrees with you. It's open at two and a half. It's at three. You can get it at three and a half at several different places. Uh, looks like sportsbetting.com. Uh, DraftKings and the Golden Nugget and the Westgate Superbook you can get to three and a half if you're leaning with the computers you definitely want to take that hook yep. if you're leaning with my buddy you want to get the three points at BetGM for sure um, I don't have a strong argument against you other than the fact that our system says no mm -hmm. and to take Houston but you know what our system is 60-40 so you got a 40% chance of winning here so 
I can't argue against you, but, hey. you know, go Houston. <laughs> yeah, go get it. All right, moving on. Those Green Bay Packers, and they are consensus. Well, consensus 13-point home favorite. Though you get 13.5 all over town. They're hosting those Jacksonville, formerly my Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, well, former now. Is it? Is Are you starting to feel like it's a little bit of Groundhog Day going on here with Jacksonville? Because we keep saying week after week after week that we love Jacksonville. And here we go again. Those fighting Jags are catching you know, almost two touchdowns, and the back door is just going to be open all day. Well, they did cover last week. They did. That's one hundred percent. I mean, it was, it was a great. It was a great. We we called it on the on the podcast. I wish we'd have, wish we'd have put it in, but we didn't. Um, now I did dig into this, and I did find kind of the path to Jacksonville uh, to cover this game, and it's pretty it's pretty clear path when you when you dig into the numbers because their defense, their passing defense, is dead last, and Rodgers will absolutely have no problems scoring um, on this defense if he can get into a good a good rhythm. Which leads me to how do you stop that rhythm? Well, you stop a quarterback's rhythm with a good running game that can keep him on the sidelines and out of that rhythm. And Jacksonville is a 13th ranked offensive rush efficiency team. So they do have the capability to do that uh, and have some success early. Some long, time-consuming drives that you know can keep Green Bay on the sidelines. That should, if they can do that early, that should control that just avalanche of points that Green Bay has a tendency to do like they're just they're so front runners, man. Like if they get it going, like they, they jump out seven nothing, fourteen nothing, they'll just jump a team. If that happens, fuck it, this handicap is dead. You can forget about it. But if if, if Jacksonville can can get that running game going, you know, get some get some time possession going. Even if even if uh, Green Bay gets a little wave later in the game, a little wave of points. By the time they pull the starters, the back door will be open. They'll be playing prevent defense, and the Jags can come in that back door. So I actually love the Jaguars here. What do you got? Yeah, so I think this is a tale of two different handicaps. Um, number one, it opened at 13.5. Again, you get it 13.5 all over town. It's moved to 13 or 13.5. Still, I mean, it's pretty much split all over town, 13 or 13.5. However, what's not split is it opened at 55.5 points on the total. It is down to 48 and a half in a couple oh of different places. So to your point, you know, a lot of people are expecting a lower scoring game. In a lower scoring game, it's always tougher to get that margin. So if it's going to be a lower scoring game and Jacksonville is going to be able to run the ball and keep the possession, it's not supposed to snow, but it's supposed to be cold, mm-hmm. then it's going to be more difficult for Green Bay to get that margin, to get a 14 point and it. It's not just getting the 14-point lead. It's holding a 14-point lead for right. four quarters in an NFL game, which is very fucking hard to do. So I definitely am with you on Jacksonville. All right. All right, moving on. Those New York football giants, and they're hosting those goddamn Dirty Eagles, and they're three-and-a-half-point home dogs. Yeah, and this is a pretty simple game for me, uh, honestly. Um, anything anything above or anything at three-and-above, Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants there. Um, I don't. I don't suspect it to go under three. But if it did, I'd have to reevaluate. But you know, this just feels like a field goal game e- either way. And you know, I would honestly, I would say normally that the motivation is all with Philly. But hell, after New York beat Washington last week, they're only a game behind Philly in the win column. So I like the way Judge has those boys playing. Um, they're playing hard on defense. I lean to New York, 
uh, getting three points or more. And uh, I mean, ooh, I'm going to regret probably not hitting the sounder here on this one because this is a definite, definite with New York at home sounder type game. I'm going to hesitate, though, and save him for later. What do you got? Yeah, I like that handicap. And here's the other thing. So the Giants won the game. They're at two wins now. Like you said, they're I mean, they're still alive for the fucking division, which is amazing. But here's the other thing that's unlike some of the other teams that are losing like that. I think the Giants are set with Daniel Jones. Like, I don't think they're ready to give up on him or punt on him at all. I think that they've got full confidence in him, which means they're not in any hurry to kind of win the draft status. Now, if they end up, which we project them to be in the top five, if they end up in the top five, Maybe they change their mind. Maybe they trade the pick. Who knows what they do, but I don't think they're sellers on Daniel Jones, which means they should be all in. I'm still trying to win this game and win this season. So I love the handicap there, and I love the Giants catching three and a hook at home. They almost beat Philly the last time in Philly. So, Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Carolina, and they're hosting those Tampa Brady Buccaneers, not looking so dominant anymore, and they're five-and-a-half-point home Home dogs. Yeah, I got quite the dilemma here in this game, Bocephus. Um, it, I, I've been talking all year about how Carolina is just a slam underdog team, uh, and they've been making us money all year in that role. However, also what I talk about you know, year after year is one of the most productive spots to catch a great team is after a primetime embarrassing loss. You know, they, they get embarrassed in front of the entire nation. Man, that next game, you're getting max motivation and bounce back. Um, so you got to ask yourself in this game, what becomes a tiebreaker? Um, and, you know, and lucky for us, we got the big brain algorithm computers that you got over there. And I do believe, actually, I don't know. Do they lean Carolina? Yes, they do. Okay, yeah. So that's your tiebreaker. Don't love the number, but love Carolina uh, in this underdog role. So go Panthers. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the computers and the efficiency in which Carolina's played this year versus Tampa Bay, uh, I mean, they are different, obviously. Carolina's a, a below-average team, and obviously Tampa Bay's an above-average team. However, Tampa Bay, over the last two weeks, has slipped significantly in our power rankings. And our power rankings um, change more than most week to week but that's how we stay ahead of the betting market because the numbers change them so rapidly but we do that on purpose because the way we grade teams is not like you know how espn like oh you know well they'll they'll have the same five teams all fucking year long right top five whatever we don't do that because the way our power rankings work is versus the number and versus the spread not you know we could have a team top five like this week we had arizona number three we don't believe Arizona's third best team in the NFL. That's not that's not what we believe. But what the numbers are telling you is versus the spread versus the number and the value they get, they're the third best team. So it's kind of that kind of thing that Carolina's not that far separated from Tampa Bay to be laying five and or sorry, be catching five and a half points at home. So all the value is on Carolina and um Although Tampa Bay, I fully believe, will win this game for sure. I do love the Panthers to cover this five and a half. There you go. All right, moving on. Our Las Vegas Raiders mm. are laying four points to those goddamn Denver Broncos. Yeah, Denver is – look, I really hate that Denver is, is 
one of the computer darlings here, mm. and we have to mm. we have to watch Locke, you know, with special interest every damn week because I just I'm starting uh. to not like that. I don't like that kid very much. Um, two games in a row, Locke and Denver have been awful in the first three quarters and made comebacks. One for a win against the Chargers, and last week lost by seven to Atlanta, which did not get the cover. So hard to beat those Atlanta Falcons. They are so good. Um, they are playing. <laughs> Denver is just, they're really playing with fire, relying on these late game flurries to get wins and covers. Um, there's two possibilities here. One is that they have a they have a game where the flurry never comes and they get their doors absolutely blown off. The second is that they start the game much better, don't need the flurry, and possibly win the fucking game outright. Imagine that if they just start the game like, like, they, like they finished. We've got division familiarity here. And the line feels a little bit too high to me. Um, I don't love it, but I do lean Denver. Uh, lean Denver. Yep, I lean Denver too. And William Hill has them four and a half, and so does the Golden Nugget. So get that hook where you can, boys and girls. We're moving on to those Arizona Cardinals in the desert. And this game is now it it did dip to one and a half. It is back to I think we took them at two, but they're back to two and a half point home favorites. Versus those Buffalo table breaking morons from fucking upstate <laughs> New York. Oh come on, those are, those are, that's God's country up there. Those beer drinking. That is God's breakers. people. I'm sorry. I'm sure they <laughs> voted for Trump. My bad. Of course they did. I mean, anybody <laughs> anybody that jumps off of a fucking caravan to, on top of a table, that's you know. Let's skip this. Let's those, Arizona. Those aren't is, Biden's people. Yeah, fuck no, they're not Biden's people. Anyway. <laughs> Arizona is in a division. Look, I, I'm gonna. I teased it earlier in this podcast. This is the second uh, Longhorn disagrees with computers pick. Um, so let me just go through this right here. Arizona is in a division battle, and they're coming off a loss to Miami last week. So there will be max focus coming into this game from Arizona. On the flip side, Buffalo is coming off a nice win against Seattle. Um, so this this game falls into that double bounce theory that I've talked about in the past. You got one team coming off of a um, coming off of a loss that needs a win, and you got one team coming off a win that's feeling good about itself. So in that sense, this this that would point me towards Arizona. Uh, Arizona, um, and I do know that the the computers favor Arizona, um, but here's here's something I found that that gives me pause, gives me concern. Since week five, since week five, when Chandler Jones got hurt, they are Arizona is thirtieth in defensive rush efficiency. And 22nd in defensive pass efficiency. The first four weeks with Chandler Jones, they were top 12 in both. So, Bo Sebas, for the first time in the history of this podcast, I am going to hit the sounder against the computers and take Buffalo to win this game. What do you got? Oh, man. I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. So, Buffalo, our power rank is half a point above an average team on a neutral field, which is right about where Seattle's at. They beat the other barely above average team. Now, if you're disagreeing with us because they're 7-2 and two and blah, 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 I'll give you a few things. Number one, through their nine games, they're minus 1.7 points aggregate ATS, which means they've not covered the spread by a total of 15.5 points through nine games. On top of that, they are they've outscored their opponents by nine points total which means they've won each game by a average of one point per game which you don't get much barely above average than that 
And with all their underlying data, all this underlying just barely passable data, mm-hmm. you had to factor in this, and this is the biggest rub to me on this game. They have got to play the Jets twice. Now, Longhorn, in all the years we've been doing this, the Jets are this this far into the season are the worst team we've ever had in our power rankings ever. Worse than Cincinnati last year, worse than Cleveland when they were 0-16, worse than all of them. They're the worst team we've yeah. ever had. So? So, <laughs> they've gotten this barely passable margin and gotten to play possibly the worst team ever. We'll see where they end up. Possibly the worst team ever. Now, mm-hmm. in full fairness, Arizona also has got to play the Jets. So, you would say, well, both Sevens, you got to cut their margin down too, correct? Yes, also correct. However, my favorite thing I found in this game in Buffalo, in their two games they played the Jets, combined, they outscored the Jets by 18 points. Arizona played them once and outscored them by 20. So, Buffalo feels very much like, to me, Longhorn, the Seattle Seahawks did last year to us. We kept telling everybody Seattle's overrated, they're overrated, they're overrated. What happened? They made the playoffs. Boom, bounce out, right? Buffalo feels the exact same way. They're 7 2. They're a fugazi. They're not that good of a football team. And this is one of those weeks where their overratedness, which they're 4 and 5 ATS, and the Cardinals are 5 and 2 ATS, or 5 and 3 ATS, excuse me. Like the Cardinals have been getting a little bit underrated, and Buffalo's been getting way overrated all season. And this is the game where it's really going to show. And everybody's thinking, oh, they beat Seattle. Well, again, Seattle's, they're, I mean, they're even teams. But Arizona's a better team than both of them by our numbers. And it's about to show right here in the desert. And I like the Cardinals to win this game. All right, there we go. All right, we're going to move on. And we're moving on to those L.A. Rams. And they are hosting. Hey, I just talked about them. The Seattle Seahawks. And they're minus one and a half at home. Yeah, and you, you, most of you know I love it when a team is getting a majority of the bets and the other team is getting a majority of the money. Seattle is the public darling this week, and the L.A. Rams are the sharp side. The 30th-ranked defensive pass efficiency for Seattle is starting to become a huge problem and is forcing Wilson to have to play absolutely perfect ball uh, to get a win. You can really tell it's starting to wear on him. Um, and as good as he is, nobody can carry that load it's week because he's after so week. shorter. Is that is that what's wearing on him, like? Sir, know? sir. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm mid handicap here. Can you save your midget jokes? Anyways, Seattle <laughs> has seven turnovers in the last two weeks. So unless they unless they can get some stops on defense here, honestly, he he'll he's just gonna have to keep winning shootouts. And this is a rested Rams team that will have no problem scoring. So I do like the rest of the team at home with a sneaky. Sneaky ninth-ranked defensive DVOA to win here. What do you got? Yeah. Um, like my buddy just said, shootout. So this is the highest total on the board this week at 54.5 consensus right now. So wow. Vegas is expecting to be a shootout. And in a shootout, you know, like you said, Russell Wilson is going to have to continue to tote the mill, even on his small, short shoulders. And Uh-oh. we'll see if he can do that against the Rams. It is going to be an absolute shootout. I don't have a lean here one way or the other. Um, but I will say that if you give McVay that kind of th- Here's what I will say. Just looking, at the, just looking at Seattle's defense, I mean, Cam Newton has had one good game passing all year. 
is where Seattle. Josh Allen hadn't had a good game in some some, some several weeks. Bam, Seattle comes to town. All of a sudden, Joe Montana once again, right? <laughs> All those people that were telling us through two weeks that Josh Allen was, you know, the next fucking great thing. Then he, you know, went back to being Josh Allen. Then all of a sudden, yeah, Seattle comes to town. Oh, oh, my God, Josh Allen's so fucking good. Like, I expect Goff to have a really good game. Now, can Russell Wilson do his magic dance and do it in the end? Of course he can. He's Russell fucking Wilson. But yeah. I'd have to lean with you. But, my God, this should be a fucking entertaining game for sure. Oh, we got the sharps and the, and the money on our side, so I feel good. All right, moving on, those novel Saints, and they are now 10-point consensus favorites versus San Francisco. Okay, baby, this is the game I love so much. This might be my favorite game of the week. Um, as a matter of fact, I was going to let you talk me into hitting the sounder here, but I'm going to go ahead. This is going to be the biggest, boldest oh. sounder oh. of the year. Hit that sounder on a 9-point. Oh Underdog, I love it, love it, love it. New Orleans is coming off the game, literally their best game they'll ever play all year. Cannot play any better than what they did last week. They're coming home, and everybody has shot them right to the top of everybody's power rankings. Meanwhile, you've got a proud San Francisco team that is that is getting some injured players back, quite a few. And by my power rankings, these teams should only be about five points apart. So add the one to one and a half for home, and you have a line that should be about six and a half, maybe seven. Uh, so massive line value to San Francisco. And I know you've got your own numbers over there, and I'll, let, and I'll let you get into it when it's your turn. But these are mine, so I'm doing mine. I'll skip all the DVOA efficiency matchup numbers to save some time. But basically, basically, it looks like there's no significant edge to any of the four units on the field. So, you know, the two, two units for New Orleans, two units for San Francisco. No significant edge either way, uh, which points me to a close, hard-fought game to the end. And San Francisco is 3-1 and one on the road this year, so they know how to go on the road and win. Um, man, Bocevas, I this is going to be one of my greatest calls of the year. San Francisco wins this game outright. Man, I fucking mm-hmm. love that. Talk about their units, my units, your units, my units hard right now. I'll tell you that. And I fucking <laughs> love San Francisco catching Mine these points is. and that fucking sounder, baby. And, you know, our power rankings are not that far apart because – I've got this as a seven-point delta. Like, oh, San Francisco is such a solid fucking team. That This is way too many points. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's fucking, you know, let's fucking go with all the units. All the units. So, so am I hearing correctly we got double boner situation right now? Double hard unit Man. situation going on San Francisco. Love it. All right, moving on. Those <laughs> New England Patriots, those neutered New England Patriots. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever. No, I know. I know. I have. I've never seen New England be a seven-point home dog, but they are this week to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, no, you haven't because we're not eighty years old. Okay, so like you know, our, <laughs> our sports memory does not go back that far. So listen, Bo Stevens, what we have here is the is the Belichick sports funeral game. Okay, this will finally end the Belichick effect. It will end the Cam Newton experiment. Um, listen, we don't call blowouts often on this show, but I absolutely smell a 20-point embarrassment coming here. Um, as far as the line goes, you're getting value as well, honestly, I believe, because New England lost to, to the Jets, or excuse me, New England won against the Jets last week, but let's be honest, uh, that could have easily gone the other way, and, and you know, the Jets 
pretty much had control of that game all the way to the very end. And had they won that game, if the Jets had won that game, this line would be sitting at probably 9.5, maybe 10. So you are getting actual line value, even though it's at 7. Funeral on the field. Death to, death to Belichick in a sports sense, that is. I lean to Baltimore here. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I can only lean with you. Uh, for all you people out there that tried to disparage my boy, Tom Brady, and say he was, mm. oh, it's a system. Oh, it's Belichick. Oh, he wouldn't be anything. Oh, Belichick won with Matt Castle. <laughs> Let me tell you motherfuckers something right now. First mm. of all, that year with Matt Castle came off the 18-1 and Patriots roster the year before. So, greatest team we've ever seen. Only lost from a fluke play in the Super Bowl. So, he literally had that. And not only that, he did go 11-5. He didn't even win the division because that AFC East is just the way it lined out, matched up against the division in the NFL, gave them one of the weakest schedules of all fucking time. That's why they did not win the division at 11-5, and even with Matt Castle, and even with that historically great fucking roster. Other than that, and even including that season, Bill Belichick is a sub-500 coach without Tom Brady. Not against the spread, boys and girls. Just straight the fuck up. So all of you that are worshiping, and I'm not saying he's not great, but all of you that are worship and have worshiped and will worship at his throne just know, without my boy, Tom Brady, that motherfucker is nothing more than another losing coach that will eventually, maybe on his own, maybe not, I'm sure they'll let him retire on his own, be leaving New England with a losing record, with a losing record, mm. without Tom Brady as his starter. Yikes. Moving on, those Mahama Dolphins, they're minus one and a half at home. Hosting those L.A. Superchargers. <laughs> yeah, this is my shortest write-up of the week. This is a very strange line to me. Um, it's The reason it's a short write-up is because it's the, it's the easiest call of the week to me. Miami, This is a Miami lean, huge Miami lean. I've got you got the coaching edge to Miami. you got L.A. coming across the country, uh, facing a team that's going in the opposite direction of them. Uh, in a sense, the Chargers have raised the white flag. Uh, and Miami's just, you know, they're, they're looking up. They're looking to, to grab this division. Injuries are stacked up on both sides, but the far more significant injuries are to the Chargers. With the line under three at home here, I'm suspicious how easy this is, but I have a lean to Miami. I am suspicious as well, and that's the only, like, the, the computer, uh, the numbers are split on this, and I understand why, because on one hand, the Chargers have pretty much beat the brakes off everyone in the first half right? that they've played for the last month. But then they mm-hmm. find a way to lose games because they are the Chargers and Anthony Lynn is a garbage fucking coach. So, if I had to lean one way, give me my boy Brian Flores because Longhorn, you and I both were in the bag for that dude like oh, nobody's sure. fucking business. I mean, we love that fucking dude. And mm-hmm. as long as Tua can go out and play like he did last week against Arizona... I mean, I think they cruise to a victory. However, your boy Justin Herbert, and all credit to you, I was not a fan uh, coming out. He's played really, really good football. And if he comes out and starts beating the brakes off them like he has every other team, I don't know if Tua can come back from that. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Tua's his third start. So, 
it, it's we, very interesting it, to me that it's only it's only one and a half, but the numbers say it should be one and a half. I mean, one of our algorithms has a zero point delta, so I get it, but it's such a. I mean, it, and and just to reset for everybody, if you're a new listener, when our algorithms disagree, it's a 50-50 game, so could go either way historically. So I don't. I mean, I have to lean with you, but I am curious on that number, and I. Mm-hmm. Again, if the something's, Chargers get out to that lead, not, man, it's gonna something's not right. Something's yeah, not right. Yeah, we're we're missing something. I mean, it's only we're recording on Thursday night. We've got time to dig into this and see see exactly what's going on here. But you know, as of right now, it can be only be Miami. All right, moving on. Those Chicago Bears. Oh, throw they up. are <laughs> now a consensus two and a half point home dog to the fighting cousins. Of Minnesota, but boys and girls, this is a Monday night football yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I know. Don't worry, I, I took care of that for you. So I would just like to say <laughs> before we really get into the handicap on this game, just give me thirty seconds to breathe here, both Cephas. I've started to notice this over the last handful of games, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm over it now, Nagy. The coach for for Chicago is 100% the most overrated coach in NFL right now. He should be fired at the end of the season, if not before. Uh, listen to this, Bo Sivas. Coming into last week, Tennessee Titans were the third, were the worst, excuse me, third down defensive rated team in the league. And what did Nagy and Chicago do with them last week on third down? Well. They went out and they went two for 15 and cost us an easy win. Two for 15 against one of the worst third down teams in NFL history. My God, Nagy. You know what? I might owe sorry ass Mitch Trubisky an apology. I've been dogging him for years. Uh, I might owe him an apology and I don't owe Foles an apology because I've seen him outduel your your boy Brady over there, throw five hundred yards in the Super Bowl and get the win. So that you know what the Take odd man easy. out is? Take it easy. Look, the odd man out in this is Nagy. He's the one that, that's that's not like the other. So anyways, let's let's move past it. He sucks. With that said, with that said, let's make this quick. Seventy percent of the tickets are on Minnesota, seventy percent of the money on Chicago. You got the primetime cousins effect. He will have on his very long sleeves so there is trouble on the horizon. <laughs> Wait, they'll be way too long and way too baggy, and he and he hasn't he he hasn't lifted a weight in ten years. He has no triceps, no biceps, so his sleeves are just gonna be flapping in the wind. I lean Chicago, but I hate it oh so much. What do you got, <laughs> boys and girls? That is uh, to pull the curtain back. That is an old joke between Longhorn. And yeah, myself, well, it's still funny. It's still it's funny. very funny when Cousins has the long sleeves on. It does not go well for him. First of all, as a grown man, like there's a certain thing, like you know, when you're in middle school, get into high school, your shoulders start shaping up. I remember an old coach once of is like, "Hey, Repka, you're gonna be happy one day when your sh- when your shirt actually fits and doesn't hang." And I didn't understand what he meant at the time. I understand now. Well, guess what? Kirk <laughs> Cousins has never felt the feeling. Of his shirt actually fucking fitting and not fucking hanging. Because it still fucking hangs. And 
If you're not familiar with the primetime cousins effect or the anytime not noontime cousins effect, he covers sixty oh, yeah. percent of the time at noon on Sundays. He covers forty percent of the time anytime else and on Monday night football. Longhorn, what is it, two and fourteen against the spread? It is abysmal. Abysmal. So if you're struggling, if you're struggling betting on Chicago, here's the thing. You can't bet against that trend no matter what. You just can't fucking do it. And if you can't bet against it, but you don't want to bet on it, you just gotta fucking pass it. And we just might fucking pass it. And yeah, your boy Foles, he sucks. But to your point, they should probably should have left just risky in there because I mean, he's undefeated. Yeah, that's fine. And he's he can undefeated. run. He's got the element. Of, he's got the element of his legs. I'm fine with it. But Nagy's the problem, I think. Yeah, he he got way overrated way too quickly. But uh, go Bears. Yep. All right, boys. That was all, boys and girls. That was all the wins that were coming in the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, this is what you've all been waiting for. It's time for those NFL free, I said, free picks of the week, baby. Yeah, and our NFL free pick of the week is going to be San Francisco catching those nine points. Um, obviously, I hit the sounder. It's one of my favorite picks of the week. It's either going to make me look like a genius that I am, or if I lose, I just move <laughs> on and continue. I just move on and continue to collect all of our money. But with that said, the money line parlay of the week this week is going to be uh, for for new listeners it's a five team uh money line parlay it's going to be cleveland new york giants miami la rams and san francisco uh so the two landmines there's only two underdogs in this in this money line parlay it's the giants at home against philly and it's of course those that my favorite pick the san francisco 49ers against the New Orleans Saints. This five-team money line parlay, both see this pays out 46 to 1. Let's Woo! get it. Boys and girls, five-team parlays usually pay 20 to 1. My boy just gave you something that pays 46 to 1. That's double and another nickel on your fucking money, baby. If you're going to play the fucking lottery... Pay the extra dollar for the Mega Ball, because let's fucking get it. If you're going to gamble, fucking gamble. Long. Exactly. Tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, The Football Glory Hole and The Degenerate with RJ Choppy. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our YouTube quick hits so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, Bo Cephas, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up 
tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on! God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, man!